What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Barbell Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brett Scott. On today's episode, this is probably one of the best we've done so far and super eye-opening to me. Even though these are some things I already understand, getting this new perspective on things completely changed my mindset about a lot of what we discussed, uh, mainly around stress and health. So on today's episode, we have my friend, Justin Roffling Chauffeur. He has a background as a strength coach in the NHL, NCAA. He's a human biologist and also did his post-grad work in functional medicine. Today's episode really focuses around what is holistically integrated health, what is fake health. So a lot of us think we're doing these healthy things all day by maybe taking a nice bath or adding some healthy food into our diet, but we don't truly understand what true health is all the time. And so we look at holistic integrated health, what that is, and then also how does stress and chronic illness or how does stress lead to chronic illness and how do we start to prevent these things? We talk about what true health really is, what that means to us, how we achieve it, and how this in itself can lead to optimized performance. We talk all about the eight pillars of or foundations of health and look at how these are related to heart rate variability or HRV as some of you may know, and how this is a lead indicator into our health and our overall wellness and fitness. Justin has a 15-year career as a performance director in the NHL and NCAA. He's also spoken at a ton of, ton of events, including TEDx. He is the author of three books, including Intent, A Practical Approach to Applied Sports Science for Athletic Development. He's also the creator of his own app called the Own It app, which provides simple data collection, meaningful insights, and personalized plans to help users own their habits and improve recovery, health, and performance. He also hosts his own podcast called the Sports Science and Recovery Podcast, as well as his Own It show. In 2021, he founded Own It, which has become a very successful company or coaching company that applies this health and performance philosophy to NHL stars, Fortune 500 executives, and entrepreneurs looking to take the next step in their lives to realize their true health. From sleeping better to mental clarity, reduced anxiety, increased energy, he and his team have been providing solutions to tens of thousands of people over the last two years. When we talk about health, there's a lot of things we don't understand. When we talk about stress, there's a lot of things we don't understand. And stress is something that truly affects our overall well-being. In this episode, we go over how nutrition, exercise, hydration, sleep, self-care, immune function, environment, and mindset all can affect our health and how we use or can use heart rate variability to be an indicator of whether we're doing something good or bad and improving our overall health. So this was kind of a mind-blowing episode for me as I thought of HRV as something that was really just linked to how hard I've worked and how tired my body is. But Justin has this very great way of explaining everything to understand what true stress is and what it means to our body and how we should be adapting to those things and maybe changing some of our lifestyle habits around them or the daily decisions we make because of the information we can get from something like HRV. And just as a reminder, this podcast is hosted by Architect Fitness and Barbell Therapy. So currently at Architect, we're running a deal. So if you like this podcast, you think we might be good coaches for you. Uh, if you come in currently and you want to sign up for at least a three-month membership, we'll offer you your first month for completely free. Also, if you're a member and you're listening, this is a nice reminder that if you refer us a friend this month, you'll get $100 cash handed to you by me. Also, if you think you need help on the physical rehab side of things uh, and you like this podcast, use the code BBT10 for 10% off your first evaluation. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast, that would mean the absolute world to us. And we really hope to get this podcast to new levels to help more and more people just like you find new answers and solutions to current health situations they may have, things they're dealing with, or the way they want to optimize their health. So if you could just take a minute, go ahead, find that review button, find that like button, share button, subscribe button, whatever button it is on there, uh, please go ahead and do that for us so we can get this thing going and, and really find some more helpful guests uh, for you listeners as well. So I think you guys are going to love this episode and there's so much knowledge that Justin drops in here. Uh, I think you guys will be um, very happy with it. So 
I'm going to hold this up no longer, and I hope you enjoy. All right, Justin, thanks for coming on here. Glad to have you. We have a lot to talk about. And so we've spoken before about your company, and it's a very interesting model. And um, I think Justin is someone here that's kind of changing the game of what the traditional medical model is offering, what should be offered, especially to people that value their health, their performance, everything else. So Justin, uh, tell me a little about a bit about your background, how you got started, and what, how did you found this company, and what brought you there, and where are we going with it today? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I appreciate that, Brett. Um, the big thing that I think I started to learn as I really got engaged a little bit deeper in the whole performance space was that everything that we're being told is being and everything we're being taught and educated on is really about a model of scale. Like how do we help people at scale? And it's just become a cookie cutter approach. And so for me, everything kind of really started when I was uh, coming through college. I went and did uh, an undergraduate degree in exercise science and then my uh, another undergrad in uh, nutrition. So I did two majors. Um, from there, I went into my master's degree in exercise physiology. Uh, from there, I got my massage therapy license. From there, I went and did my postgraduate doctoral studies in heart rate variability and sleep. And I say all that to say basically that education is awesome, but it misled me and it misled a lot of people. Uh, education is necessary for the credentials and say, hey, you can learn something and can you think on your own? But a lot of us haven't been able to think on our own. And so um, as I stepped out of uh, my education, as I started to learn, I was like, man, nothing I've ever gone over in a textbook makes sense. It, it, it makes sense in context to a workbook, but it makes no sense in terms of people. I did not understand or I did not see or learn anything that helped differentiate one person from another. It treated every human being as one thing. But yet we know that that's not how the body works. We know that's not how the human experience works. We know that that's not what a, a, a real-life application is really all about. So as I stepped uh, from my uh, master's degree into the NHL um, after going through the NCAA and seeing how we were all operating, everything was cookie cutter. We would take all of these tests. We had all this technology, GPS, uh, heart rate, HRV, uh, force plate data, bar speed analysis, all of this data and all this information on athletes, whether it was at college or in the pro setting. And everybody took the same supplementation. Everybody had the same pregame, postgame meals. Everybody had the same recovery modalities. Everybody had the same workout plan. It was like, we did all of this stuff to check the box and say, Hey, we did the test. We did the study. We did the analysis. We gathered the data, but we're just going to give you all the same solutions anyways. And none of this made sense to me. It was like, this is the, it's, it's like we're doing it backwards. And so my goal was to really create this N equals one philosophy. And that was really the principle that I had when, um, I was at Miami of Ohio working with their hockey program. Um, I came from the university of Louisville, uh, working with the men's and women's basketball programs, and then ultimately stepped into the national hockey league with Washington, Columbus, and Anaheim, uh, over the next 12 years and was able to create real paradigm shifts where it was, let's take a look at what this individual needs. What's the the DNA, epigenetic, cellular micronutrient testing, the gut biome panels. So let's now customize the supplementation and the nutrition that they need. Let's identify what um, recovery modality is going to be best for this person based on heart rate variability and uh, truly start to tweak their stress load and what's happening because our bodies don't know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional stressors. So as we start to make this information tangible, personal, and intentional, we can now build system structures and strategies that people can truly take ownership of their health and empower themselves to become a re to, to have really personalized solutions that actually take us much further than just doing something that you find on the internet or that your, um, best friend did, or that, um, 
uh, the Instagram inf- influencer is pushing. That's awesome. And so were you a strength coach in the NHL or, or strength and conditioning coach? Yeah. So I started as a strength and conditioning coach. That was really my, um, uh, my role at Louisville and then at Miami. Um, and then as I continued on, um, I took a much more holistic view of, um, strength conditioning and athlete development. And, uh, really my role became kind of a combination of, uh, strength conditioning and, uh, sports science. And so when you were to look at this, and this is kind of what I start to explain to people when, um, and really why I think this space is so confusing for people when you talk about health is because everybody's talking about, yeah, I have a holistically integrated approach. I'm a strength coach that has a holistically integrated approach. I'm a nutritionist that has a holistically integrated approach. I'm a functional medicine doc that has a holistically integrated approach. Well, let's take a look at this for a second. The definition of holistic means all or entire. Integrated, the definition, means to make whole or bring together. Health is your mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional condition, and your soul is ultimately when gives life to a human being. So if your solution that your nutritionist, your um, strength coach, your uh, functional medicine doc, whoever, your, your therapist, if they're saying they're holistic and integrated and they take a holistic and integrated approach, if they're not bringing the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional conditions all together to make it whole in how they're treating, dealing, and speaking and educating you, it's not holistic or integrated. And that's, I think, where we've become lost as a society is we believe that, oh, this person that I'm putting my trust in is really looking after my whole, my, my, my entire health from the inside out. But in actuality, they're only looking at your physical health. They're only talking about how you're eating. They're only talking about what exercise you're doing. They're only talking about how you look physically, but yet on the inside, you're dying. And I come back to this concept that our body doesn't know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. And if we can't tell the difference, we can't dissociate between that. And the impact of that is the same when your body is under chronic stress, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. And I'm going to come back to this concept of stress in a second, because it's super important. The way the body adapts to that is it thinks, oh my gosh, Brett is under stress something we have to keep him alive it's going to drive up cortisol it's going to drive up up adrenaline it's going to drive up norepinephrine drive up uh, epinephrine and all of a sudden it's going to put your body on high alert and it's going to operate in the sympathetic nervous system and we literally sit there and we will stay there it's not the pull your hair out stress we're talking about it's understanding that everything is stress this conversation is stress You listening to this podcast and having the information come into your brain, download it, create a story in your mind, store that information, and then learn it is a stressor. If you're driving your car, paying attention is a stressor. If you're working out while you're listening to this, that's a stressor. If you're trying to study and do homework while you're doing, that's a stressor. Like everything is stress. We have to understand that. Stress is not a light switch you turn on and off. Stress is a dimmer switch that lives on a spectrum. And so... If our body can't tell the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress, and that stress is responded to by our body by creating inflammation, if we are under chronic stress, we will ultimately be producing chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation is what leads to chronic symptoms. Chronic symptoms that the world tells us is necessary to just exist as a human being, which is a lie, keeps us in the definition of fake health, the space of fake health. On this fake health continuum, the far left is death and disease. The far right is true health. In the middle is what I call fake health, disease-free but symptom-full. And that symptom-full space could be everything from... Uh, brain frog, uh, nausea, insomnia, bloating, anxiety, headaches, overwhelm, burnout, weight gain. These are all symptoms that the world has told us are normal. And the longer we spend in fake health, the smaller our window becomes to be preventative to where we now get pushed into that death and disease space because chronic inflammation causes chronic symptoms, causes chronic illness. And chronic illness is what is killing 71% of Americans. It's the leading cause of death in America. And that is like that sequence. And, I, and I'll go through this again. 
Our body is in no difference. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress. Chronic stress causes chronic symptom or chronic stress causes chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation causes chronic symptoms. Chronic symptoms causes chronic illness and chronic illness is what's our leading cause of is uh, leading cause of death. Now, if we come back to that, well, how do we get to the root cause of that? HRV heart rate variability is our measure of how our body is handling and adapting to stress and strain. So if we now have a KPI or a measurement, a quantifiable metric that can tell us how our body is adapting to stress and strain every single day, is it adapting positively or is it adapting ne negatively to the stressors we're aware of and the stressors that we're unaware of, we can have a massive impact on how we choose what we engage in from a habit, behavior, and lifestyle component on a day-to-day -day basis, but also our outcomes long-term. Because I say we, would, we, we earn every disease that we get. You don't wake up one morning and go, man, I ate one sour soother. I had one Jolly Rancher and I got type 2 diabetes. No, <laughs> that's 25 years of eating heavy processed foods, not hydrating properly and eating high levels of sugar with poor exercise habits. That's what caused, uh, that's what caused your type 2 diabetes. We earned that over the sequence of time, but- HRV would have told you that your HRV was super low. Your body wasn't adapting to the stressors very well. It was under chronic inflammation through areas that you didn't even understand. And ultimately it caused symptoms of headaches, maybe poor ability to sleep, maybe anxiety, uh, maybe constant hunger, weight gain that you weren't used to or weight loss as we develop type two to, uh, later on. And now you're stuck with type two diabetes. They're literally um, we are literally taking the experience of being a human and coming into it from a, uh, backward side and flipping what the world has told us on its head, where it's not just let's use this modality. It's lose yet. Let's use this tool, but rather let's figure out what Brett needs. Let's figure out what Justin needs. Let's figure out what Susie and Mary need so that we can create an N equals one solution from a mind, body, heart, and spirit standpoint and holistically integrate your human experience so that health is truly holistic and integrated and done in a very foundational way. I feel way more stressed the way you frame stress to me now. Um, now, I think people need to know too, there is good stress and there's bad stress. So there's, there's the negative stress, and then we have what's called you stress. So, um, do you want to talk about those a little bit? I I, I want to hear more too about how you see um, heart rate variability in a whole because uh, I have a similar background to you. Of I work with the UMass Lowell hockey team, and I was one of the researchers that did a ton with HRV. On we were working, we weren't looking at all these other factors, but we were looking at the performance implications of how much we should load someone during practice, during their weight training sessions, what that looks like come in, coming into a peak for a game um, and trying to really dial in their their workloads and when. But I want to hear more about that with heart rate variability because I think a lot of people here too are familiar with what that is now. And for those that don't, uh, do you want to define heart rate variability for us a little bit so people just have an understanding of what that is and how we can use that as a metric to track? Yeah, so... Um, there's three things I'm going to address here. Um, the first thing is good stress and bad stress. There's actually no such thing as good stress or bad stress. Stress is stress. And the unique part, and I always give this example is think of your body as a cup. Okay. We have to stress. We have to, if you want to, you want to start a business you better stress your, you're, you're going to experience stress. You want to start a family, you're going to experience stress. You want to, um, get fitter. You're going to, you're going to experience stress. You want to, uh, gain a large amount of muscle mass. You're going to experience stress. You're going to play a sport. You're going to experience stress. Like stress is stress. It, it, and we have to have it on our body in order to grow. The issue is when we're under it in a chronic way and we don't create a release valve. I go back to my example. Your body is like a cup and 
your ability to handle stress or tolerate stress is like a straw. If you have a cup that is, let's call it just one, like uh, it's a fixed, a fixed level, right? And I'm now going to pour stress into that cup. If the, if the speed at which I'm sucking the water out and the pace at which I'm pouring the water in are equal, you can hold on to that stress capacity for years. That's a well-balanced stress recovery loading parameter that goes into not just how much are you, how, how hard are you pushing yourself in the weight room that goes, how hard, how many, like how many podcasts are you doing in a day? How, uh, what's your stress load like, um, in terms of cognitive decisions you're having to make every day? How are your relationships in your life? How are, um, uh, how's things going with your business? All of these things are stress. We have to understand that. But we only ever look at it from the physical realm. And so we're like, man, yeah, I added, like, I, I, I went and ran a marathon. And I've been doing marathon training. Why, why, why do I now feel like my body's falling apart? Well, because your marriage is falling apart, your business is out of control, your kids um, are in a tough season of their life. You're financially struggling. You're moving. You just had your mom pass away. You feel like all of these other things that took that pace of water coming out of this jar coming into this one and now dumped it all in at once and your cup is overflowing and you can no longer handle the pace of which everything's coming in at, which is now going to lead to chronic inflammation, which is going to lead to chronic symptoms, which is going to lead to chronic illness if it stays that way for a long period of time. And the issue that we come at is we hear all the time, well, someone's like, I'm just in a season. Well, that's cool if you call it a season, but a season doesn't last five years. A season doesn't last five months. A season might last five days, two weeks. I, I, I tell this story all the time. We had a, a, a client come in and was talking about how he wasn't sleeping well and how his hormones were all changing. And uh, he would go to the doctor and his blood pressure was one, uh, 160 over 110. And he's like, I don't feel stressed. Like, I, like I've got four businesses. I work out every morning. The guy looks in great shape, but he's like, Obviously, like something's wrong, but I don't know what. Well, when you come in and you start breaking everything down, the guy's got four businesses. Guy has 4,000 employees. The guy uh, is a keynote speaker. He travels around the world. The guy's got seven kids. The guy's got a wife that is also a major influencer and traveling around the world. They've got a lot going on. And it's not the physical stress that's mowing them down. It's the mental, emotional, and spiritual that they haven't tapped into and haven't built a lifestyle structure so that they can give their bodies, their minds, their hearts, and their spirits a blow and release them from some of the stress and tension that's going on. And as soon as we start to implement some of those, within three weeks, the guy's blood pressure is down to 130 over like 90 it's like this big improvement. He sleeps better. He doesn't feel the heaviness in his chest that he was just unconscious of for so long. And then a year later, the guy's like, I could not, I, I look back on that guy and I don't know how that guy didn't have a heart attack. I don't know how that guy didn't have a pulmonary embolism. I don't know how that guy wasn't in the grave because that's what the road that you were on. Because chronic stress equals chronic inflammation equals chronic symptoms that you're aware of or that you're not because the world has told you that being anxious with four businesses is just what it takes or staying up until one o'clock in the morning and getting up at six and being exhausted all the time is just what it takes to be a father of seven. But that's not true. None of these things are true. It's just because that's what the world has told us and we haven't truly leaned into it. So stress is not bad. Stress is not good. Stress just is. It's a human experience. What we have to be responsible for is how do we create a rhythm between stress and regeneration so that we can live in this quadrant that I call ownership where we're creative, we're energized, we're fluid. And the thing about heart rate variability is it gives us this KPI to understand where we are. I tell this story. I'm from Canada and uh, in Edmonton, actually. And so 
home to the biggest mall in the world. And well, one of, and it's got like 42 phases. It's got a water park, galaxy land, a golf course, uh, submarine waterland. It's like, it's, it's wild dolphin shows. It's got a hippopotamus and flamingos. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and so I part, I went back this last year and at Christmas time and I parked right outside the water park, big green sign D3. So I was like, D3, water park, boom, I won't get lost. I walked inside, did all my stuff for about three hours. And on my way out, I was like, man, D3, water park, where is it? Was walking around the mall, taking left and rights and escalators and um, all this stuff. And I was like, I can't find it. I don't know where I am. Well, I found <laughs> the directory. And what do you think was the most important thing on the directory that I looked at? What? The little red dot that said, you are here. Because as soon as I knew where I was, I knew where I wanted to go. D3 at the water park. That's where my car was. So when I saw that red dot of you are here, I was like, oh, I just need to go up the escalator and take a left. And there it is. Sure enough, take the escalator up, go left, water park, D3, boom. Very easy, very simple. And that's just like our health. We don't know where we are. We know what true health and real health looks like. We wake up in the morning energized, ready to go do everything that we have on our to-do list, be able to go and be aware and alert and mentally clear all day long, getting all of our to-do things done, coming home and playing with our kids, being energized and having energy left over for that, being able to connect with our spouse, being able to put our head back on our pillow at night, sleeping deeply and doing it all over again. We know what we want it to look, taste and feel like. But the problem why we never get there is because we don't know where we are today. And so we don't know what's purposeful. We don't know what's intentional. We don't know what habits, behaviors, and lifestyle changes we should be making so that it means something to us and not just something that's randomly put out there and randomly shared with everybody. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a different way and a, a very different perspective than most people uh, have on it. So, um, I think that, I think that's good. And so you talked about this release valve. So what would you consider the release valve? Because even for me and you know, too, you, we both own businesses here that are busy and growing and scaling. So, um, yeah, there's a ton on my plate all the time. And for a lot of other people too, that I work with, there's a ton on their plate. So we had all these things in and whether they're good or bad, yes, they're still stressed. Like for me, it's like going to the grocery store isn't mentally taxing, but it's just, it's time I'm there. I'm still thinking about what I have to get, whatever. So, um, cause I have to go after this. So I'm thinking about it, but, uh, what is that release valve? Like what are, what are we doing there to make this less bad or better? Yeah. So awesome. Awesome question. Um, the biggest thing at the end of the day is that heart rate variability is impacted heavily by eight controllables that we've kind of come down to nutrition, hydration, sleep, tr uh, training status, like exercise, environment, mindset, self-care, and immune function. Those eight components, those eight controllables, things that we have an like a control over are going to impact how uh, we are recovering from the stress that we're having and whether we have capacity to take on more stress or a smaller amount of capacity to take on any more. How well are we aligned within those habit structures? What habits, lifestyles do we adopt amongst that? I'll give you a perfect example. Had a, had a client, um, and, I, and I'll kind of take you on a full story with this client about aligning heart, mind, uh, body, and spirit. Um, heart is aligned with your emotional stressors. Mind is connected to your mental stressors. Body is connected to your physical stressors. Spirit connected to your spiritual stressors. Those things in your uh, relationships and environment. Had this client who was uh, a billionaire, had no want in the world. Okay. Had five kids, beautiful wife, traveling all over the place, all the homes, all the vacations, all the toys. Shouldn't be stressed at all. Has literally, he doesn't have, uh, nothing goes wrong in his life. He only had, and there's no problems. There's only expenses. That's literally what he said. He goes, there's no problems in my life, Justin. I just have, when something goes wrong, I just have an expense. That's it. It's just how much does it cost to, to fix it? When he came in, he's like, 
Justin, I'm not sleeping well. I um, feel like something's wrong, but any test, any doc has ever just said I'm, I'm healthy. And, but I know that there's something underlying that something's just like not right. When you took a look at what his routines were, he really didn't have any. He woke up in the morning and picked up his phone immediately, did some work, went to the gym, came home, did some stuff with the kids, went to bed, woke up, did it all kind of the next day. There was never really any rhyme or reason or intentionality to anything. There was no boundaries. People could get a hold of him all the time. He was always on his phone. He was always doing something. There was always the next thing. And then when we were able to get to the true core of what was happening, we said, uh, let's call him Jim. I said, hey, Jim, what, what do you really want out of this? And he said, well, I want to lose 30 pounds. I said, no, no, like what is available to you on the other side of those 30 pounds that's not available to you today? And he kind of got a little teary eyed and he said, to be honest, like I, w- I want my son to be proud of me. I want my son to see me as like a real life superhero. And that's a real feeling. That's something like that's real for him. That's a stressor that he's been having, something he's been dealing with, something that his mind and his heart won't shut down. It's constantly there. Your son doesn't believe in you. Your son doesn't is not proud of you. You've done all of this, but yet this is what you're dealing with. And he thought losing the 30 pounds was going to be able to get him there. That's why he had yo-yo dieted. That's why he had been like swinging 30, 40, 50 pounds for the last 10 years of his life. I said, okay, great. You want your son to be proud of you. You want him to see you as a real life superhero. What do you think it's going to take to get there? And all of a sudden he said, I need to change my mindset. I need to change my habits. Well, we got down to the belief system that was holding him back was that he wasn't good enough, that he had to step up and he had to be a certain father because his father wasn't that father. And being able to heal him mentally, being able to break down some of these barriers that were truly stressing him out that he didn't even know about, was able to then free him up for the habits and behaviors that he knew that he had to set boundaries on. So he was waking up now at 6 a.m. to go and work out where he wasn't available to his son, his, uh, uh, his daughters, his wife during this time, because this is dad's workout time to where now he had a morning routine that was about sauna, about red light, about meditation, about breath work, cold showers. So that now when he was present during breakfast hour, he was more present, more energetic, more alert, more, um, of what he wanted to be let alone throughout the day, he was more energetic, more present, more aware. And then when we got into the evening, he was more present, more aware to go to ball, to go to soccer, to take them from place to place. And then he had a night routine, a wind down routine so that he could be prepared for when he was waking up in the morning. Just by restructuring that, we were able to align his heart, reduce the emotional stressors, get his mind right, eliminate some of the mental stressors, adjust his habits, lifestyle, and behaviors, get his physical habits in alignment, all of a sudden he started choosing different people to hang around. He started choosing certain things that he did and did not engage in. He started listening to different music throughout the day because that changed the way his body felt. He started to uh, talk about grocery store. He started to have groceries delivered instead of it having to be another thing that he had to go out and do. He started having meal prep kits actually come to his house that they were then able to cook instead of having to figure out what was for dinner that night that everybody would like. All of these things he started to eliminate these stressors from, he started to get his life into an intentional alignment. And all of a sudden he didn't lose 30 pounds. He lost 65 in the course of a year. Come October 31st, he's dressed up as Batman. He's sitting outside in his car waiting for his son. His son dresses up as Batman as well. He surprised his son. His son didn't know. He's sitting in the car. He's got his McLaren out front and he's sitting in it and uh, tops down. And the wife opens up the door and says, hey, go see dad. The son runs out thinking he's going to go walk around the neighborhood with his dad and they're just going to do trick-or-treating only to open it up and see that his dad is sitting in the black McLaren, basically the Batmobile. His dad is dressed up as Batman, 65 pounds down, looking pretty darn good. 
And his son looks at him and goes, Dad, wow, you look like a real-life superhero. That's the power of being able to live with intentionality. That's the power of being able to come back around and align your heart, your mind, your body, and your spirit with what you're truly looking for. Being able to use data and intentional habit change that now is derived for you, not for everybody else. That is what an N of one is all about. Interesting. That's awesome. And so on to the next piece there. So the HRV, so... I think that was our third point we wanted to make is what is HRV yeah. and how is, how is that our, our major KPI for health? Yeah. So when you look at heart rate variability, that's what HRV stands for, heart rate variability. And if we were to think about your heart rate, let's just take you and I, 60 beats per minute. Let's just take simple math. If your heart is beating at 60 beats per minute, you'd typically think, well, your heart is beating at one beat per second right? 60 beats per minute divided by 60 seconds, one beat per second. But that's not how our body functions. What happens is our heart actually beats only when it has to. And what our body's doing is it's like, if it feels like it's in a stressed situation, it's going to create more of a rhythmic setting closer to that one beat per second. But if it's relaxed, if it's loosey goosey, if there's not any real stressor, immediate stressor, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, that's on it. And it feels like it's truly in that relaxed state. Then it's going to be beating at different time intervals, 787 milliseconds, 845 milliseconds, 910 milliseconds. And over the course of that same 60 seconds, it will still beat 60 times, but it's not beating in a rhythmic space. Does that make sense in terms of how it's coming? And so the higher the variability, the more variability that exists, ultimately what we're finding is that the body is more prepared to handle stress and strain. The lower the variability, the lower the variance, the less ready the body is to handle stress and strain. So when we want to look at heart rate variability is when we were, when we are in our most passive state, which is when we are sleeping, which is why grabbing HRV passively, when we're in our deepest stages of sleep, when we are most parasympathetic, when there's the least amount of stimulus on us is a great way to make this repeatable, dependable, and ultimately give us the best quality data to have, um, to understand how our body is handling and recovering and adapting to the stress and strain that we've been exposed to over the last 24 to 48 hours, which when we wake up in the morning will give us a really good indication as to, Hey, should we be more focused and alert on adding more stressors and strain from some different areas, or should we be more alert and add in a couple more parasympathetic activities today? Um, like meditation, breath work, and, um, lower intensity of volume of training or something of that nature. The biggest caveat to that is making sure that we come back to those eight controllables and being able to story tell off of them. So if all of a sudden I was to say, Hey, my HRV average is typically 90 and I woke up this morning and it's 65. What did I do yesterday? I, my night routine was the exact same. My nutrition was great. My, I got my workout in, um, my environment really hasn't changed. I didn't travel. Um, and going through all of those, uh, those eight controllables, but you go, oh, you know what? I was on back to back to back to back zoom calls. I literally had no time for myself yesterday and like they were high anxiety phone calls. I had to be on and it's pay it's payroll week. I had to make sure payroll was all done. I've been working like 14, 15 hour days. You know what? Self-care is really important for me today. And I have to set a couple boundaries and give myself a little bit more me time. And now all of a sudden you're able to see a change in HRV. Conversely, you might go from a, um, you might've traveled the day before and you're like, man, my environment completely changed. How can I have a little bit more control or structure of my environment? Can I create a sleep kit for myself so that I can create, um, uh, a more stable, 
uh, hotel room that I go into that feels a little bit more like home? Uh, can I pack food so that I can make sure that I'm eating what's necessary and what's aligned with my body? Am I dehydrated? Did I not travel and pack a water bottle so that I could drink um, my water while I was traveling and getting the amount in that I needed? All of these things come back to that N of one, that level of intentionality and HRV is that metric that can help guide us, empower us as human beings to storytell for ourselves and make these frameworks, these strategies, these structures that are again built for us based on what our body is communicating to us. Because our body has a language, it's symptoms and HRV. And if we can't understand or we can't articulate what our body is communicating to us, there's no way that we can steward it forward either. Yeah. And so I want to go back to something you said in the beginning of you started with this company of looking at um, the basically the biochemistry at the molecular level of individuals. And so is this something we know is related to HRV as well of what's going on from a, a biochemical standpoint and a metabolic standpoint in individuals and how some some different pieces there is affecting HRV? 100%. And the reason is, is be, like, let's just use one example for a second. So when it, within our business, every single client we work with tracks HRV. We want to know HRV in every single client that we're working with, whether it's Aura, Apple, Fitbit, Garmin, Polar, um, Whoop, you name it, doesn't matter. Um, but we want to get passive HRV. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to do a slew of tests. We're going to do uh, your DNA epigenetic testing. We're going to do your gut biome paneling. We're going to do your hormone paneling, and we're going to do a cellular micronutrient assay. Let's just pinpoint your cellular micronutrient assay for a second. Reason we do a cellular micronutrient assay is there's a difference between your blood serum and the vitamins, minerals, and amino acids that are actually getting into the cell. You could have a high dosing of vitamin D and vitamin C running through your blood in the serum, but you don't have the cofactor to bring it into the cell. And so your body still thinks that you're deficient. And, and good point here I want to make and clarify for myself too. So when someone goes and gets a blood test from their GP, you know, vitamin D, glucose, whatever, that's all extracellular of, that's just what's floating around in the bloodstream. That's not actually indicative at all of what's actually getting into the cell that's actually working to make the metabolic processes happen, correct? That is correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go on. That is 100% correct. So, um, which is and, why, again, and, go ahead. And I guess, sorry to cut you off again. I'm excited here. Um, are, are there any or many practitioners, like someone goes to, even if you go to a specialist, is anyone looking at any of these things? No. And that's, and that's a, it is... In our business, and, I, and someone always asks me, what's the hardest thing in your business? The hardest thing is educating people on why this is necessary. Because they're like, I go to my doctor and I'm healthy. 100% of the people who have come through our, um, our business in the last two years, and we've, we've helped probably close to just shy of 20,000 people that we've touched in the last two years, 100% of them have had micronutrient deficiencies that their doctors, nobody told them about it. And it's just wild to me. So coming back to this, you can, you can have a high level of vitamin C or vitamin D because you take these supplements running through your blood, but because you don't have a cofactor to bring it into the cell or because you don't have the volume to bring it into the cell, or you don't have the enzyme to bring it into the cell, or a habit and behavior, maybe how much sunlight you're getting, or how much sleep you're getting, or certain foods you're eating, don't allow it to get into the cell. Your body thinks that you're deficient in vitamin D and vitamin C. Why? And, and so all of a sudden, why do you think you're getting sick all the time? Why do you think you can't sleep very well? Why do you think you have chronic headaches? Why do you think you, um, your, your nails are cracking and breaking. Why do you think you have acne? Why do you think you have these funny rashes? Why do you think you're not recovering well from those workouts? I'm taking amino acids after every single workout. Why aren't I recovering? I'm taking my protein shakes. Why aren't I recovering? Um, I'm taking my melatonin at night. Why can't I sleep well? 
It's because we're functionally deficient of certain vitamins, minerals, and amino acids at the cellular level. And because your body thinks that you're deficient, that is a major stressor. So it has to work harder in certain areas to now all of a sudden do this, but you are not aware of these stressors that are happening because they're happening at the cellular level and your body is now just making it function so that you're there, which is causing a low and depleted HRV. So noticing that you have a low and depleted HRV, although all of your habits, behaviors, and lifestyles are seemingly really good, something doesn't add up. Can somebody tell me, and can I raise my hand to say, can somebody help me figure out why I am not adapting to stress and strain well when I seemingly am doing everything right? Yeah, that that's, well, I'm kind of mind blown by just like thinking through all this stuff because again, it's, it's things I've learned in school and everything else and learned myself through my own experiences working with a functional medicine doctor and everything as well. But when you say it like that, it really kind of puts the, uh, the, the nail in the coffin of like, yeah, we have problems with our health for sure. So, um, so when we're looking at HRV, is that really truly like the number one predictor you guys have of a successful or successful progress or a successful outcome or, you know, what, what pieces are there that I guess are part of that? Yeah. So it, it, great questions. There's so much data, right? And I think the biggest thing that I come back to is, and I always say this, I love the wearable companies, but forget about every algorithm that you see, forget your recovery score, forget your sleep score, forget your, um, whatever score algorithmic score you want to give, because it really doesn't mean anything. Let's get really clear on our HRV score Let's understand that to a massive depth and let's get really clear on our quality of sleep. How much time are we spending in REM and slow wave sleep comparative to the actual um, sleep time? The goal should be 50%. So are we in 50%, meaning four hours or greater of REM and slow wave sleep when we're sleeping for eight hours a night, three and a half hours if it's seven, three hours if it's six, so forth and so on. These are the two things that we should be looking at from a daily, easy to access, easy to gain access to KPI. Now, we are looking at, like we test every single quarter for every single one of our clients. We're looking at um, the cellular micronutrient changes. We're custom formulating supplements based upon this. We're custom creating uh, immune function protocols um, based upon what this data is coming back at. And these these formulas and the formulations that of supplementation that we're creating or the behavior and lifestyle and routines that we're doing will change and shift and adjust as our body changes, shifts and adjusts because what it needs today isn't what it needs two months from now. That will change based off of environmental stress stressors, based off of seasons, based off of, um, how hard, um, the, uh, the, this, this time, the, the, the quarter of your life was, um, uh, did you travel overseas and the food that you were eating was different? Thus you nutritionally, some things change in your life. Like all of these things, your, your body is amazing. Like it is this magical, magical thing that if you looked at it, there's 240 million processes happening every single second. Like just fathom that for a second from the cellular level, there's over 240 million processes happening just to keep yourself alive. And if one process stops or one process isn't able to be completed or done, doesn't mean we just drop dead here on the spot. No, your body's going to start to, like, I call it stealing from Peter to pay Paul. And it can only do that for so long before it causes some form of disease, before it causes some form of chronic inflammation that causes a symptom that, that we just ignore that causes that illness that shows up. And so if we can get an insight as to what needs to be done, what our body's asking for, come back to that language, we can now move forward in a real positive direction. So to answer your question, yes, HRV is the easiest, most passive, most non-invasive uh, metric that we can look at. I'd say the second one is sleep and the quality of that sleep. And then everything else from thereafter, we start to um, lean into um quarterly blood tests, urine tests, stool tests, um, to be able to look at 
how our body is adapting to it. And so, um, when we, when we lead and live that way, that becomes really purposeful. Um, I, I, I often tell this story too, is like, if I was to sit down with a sports fan or if I was to, it doesn't even be a sports fan. If I was to sit down with somebody right now and you were from Boston, you could tell me probably the star player on the Boston Celtics. You could tell me the quarterback of the new England Patriots. You could tell me the captain of the Boston Bruins. You could tell me a whole bunch of things about the sports teams, but you could tell me nothing about your body. How unbelievable is that? You know more about the sports team that doesn't give two hoots about you, but yet this earthly vessel, this vehicle that is ultimately carrying out your God-given purpose, you don't know if it's up or down. You don't know what you need to put into it versus what you don't. You don't need you don't know if what the world is telling you is healthy could actually be hurting you. Just let that land for a second. Yeah. That's um that's something we deal with every day in, in this world in marketing and with businesses and nutritional labels. Um so many things now are geared to look healthy and they're not, and people just have no idea and they just keep putting it in thinking it's good. Um, and then I've gotten to this po- point of realizing between our, our soil and everything being malnourished and our foods not having as much nutrition as they used to. It's like, well, it's, I feel like I'm searching for the less of two evils now than I am for something good. Even it's like, you don't know what to think, uh, even as an educated medical professional here. I think, and I think coming back to that, the only way you can combat that is by taking, is by being empowered and taking ownership of your health again. And the only way to do that is by having purposeful, easy to digest, actionable information that you can be taken on a journey with and helped through this process. Because sure, we do the best we can. Are you eating organic? Are you not eating organic? Like that you can have that, that debate I'm sick of the debates that don't go anywhere. Do you squat? Do you deadlift? Do you eat organic? Do you not eat organic? Do you eat meat? Do you not eat meat? Do you eat plants? Do you not eat plants? Like stop with the, the, the willy nilly I'm right. You're wrong type of thing. And I want to know what does your body need? What are you saying? Do we do a test on you? And all of a sudden you are deficient in 17 different micronutrients. Well, let's try and combat that and decide what you should eat based off what we're seeing there. And once we start to reverse those components, I guarantee you HRV goes up. I guarantee you start feeling better. I guarantee you start um, sleeping better. And I guarantee you, you start having more mental clarity, even though you didn't know that you weren't mentally clear or weren't sleeping well to begin with. And that's the power of this is I don't care about these worldly arguments of who's right, who's wrong. I want to know what's wrong or what's going in on inside Brett's body, what's going on inside Justin's body, what's going on inside Elise's body, on t- and inside of Christina's body, so that we can help align these things in a much more purposeful and intentional way so that you can realize the potential or you can realize everything that's already been prepared for you. You can realize the giftings and the callings that you've been set forth to do. We all have a mission in this life. We all have... Um, something that we are meant to be world-class at and whether we realize the potential of what we're built for or not is simply based on our, our ability to prepare ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally to handle and take on and drive forward into that true calling. Absolutely. And so looking at everything here and even looking at, and thinking of this too, with adding stressors, taking stressors away, do you think with the HRV thing, um, you have a ton of, so, so me, for example, do you think someone like me could lose weight by working out less and not blowing your HRV down all the time? And what about getting strong? Cause, cause the thing with HRV, the, the thing with the HRV I've seen, um, I know some like pro sports teams and organizations have like kind of banned things like whoop. Because guys just want to be in the green all day in the 90 plus percent mm-hmm. recovery. 
which can be good, but it's also like, well, we do need to strain to get stronger and have recovery and adaptation. So where does that line go with people too? Of like, Hey, you have a ton of emotional, mental, spiritual issues going on here or just stressors. So should we always not push the physicality of it because of X, Y, Z? So these, again, really great questions. And this is why this field frustrates me as much as I love it. Because you've got teams out there that have said, oh, we're not going to use this amazing metric and tool because we, as the people leading the organization, actually don't understand what we're looking at. And we don't want to take the time, attention, and care to actually educate and explain and empower our athletes. Um, I won't say who, but we've got, like I said, we've got about 300 professional athletes that we work with um, on some of those teams that have banned them. And they seek us as counsel to help guide them through and use this because they want to know what's happening with their body. It's like, oh, we don't understand it. Let's just cover our eyes and pretend it's not there. It's not going to get us to where we need to go. We're going to end up in the same place where we are, where we've got more information, more technology, more access to experts, more access to everything, but we're actually getting sicker as a society. Like, how does that make sense? Let's choose something different. Let's try something different. Let's do, let's, let's make a different choice here. And so going back to your question is no, if, if, if we're only basing HRV, and again, this goes back to like, I hope this makes sense for your listeners as I explain this. If we're saying we're not going to work out because we have a low HRV score today, we're only looking at it from 25% of health. You, have, you didn't work out yesterday, but yet your HRV score is low. Well, how did you sleep? What did you eat? Were you hydrated? Who was around you? Did you stay up late? What type of mental stressors were you under? Did you give yourself any self-care time? How's your mindset structure? Like all of these things were pulling you downwards because you didn't focus on those habits or those were the, the, that was the hand that the world dealt to you that day. Doesn't mean you don't go work out the next day. Like, like, let's use common sense here. Like it, 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 I feel like in this industry, we, we want it black and white all the time. Like if HRV is high, work out. If HRV is low, don't. No, it doesn't work that way. Like that's not how this operates is let's figure out how to storytell. Let's empower ourselves, realizing that health is holistic. Health is integrated. Heart, mind, body, spirit is equivalent to mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional stressors. Our body can't tell the difference. It's our job to be able to dissociate and storytell off of the information. And when we nail it down to one metric, HRV, and realizing what we did yesterday that worked and what we did yesterday that didn't, we can now make a different choice. And by making a different choice, it can, again, drive us forward in a really powerful way so that that cup that we had is no longer a cup, but it's the equivalent of five cups because we've increased our capacity to handle stress because we pushed ourselves, but then we recovered. We pushed ourselves and then we recovered, not just in the physical way. Don't go and have, we wonder why we, we, we stack our days seven days a week with eight hours of zoom calls. How, wh why do you think you're exhausted mentally on a Sunday evening and fretting going into work on a Monday morning? You, 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 you've been living a certain life where you like, know you have something inside of you that you want to do, but yet you're caught in a dead end job and you're just frustrated and you're getting upset with your spouse every single night and you're getting into these fights and you're staying up late. And yet you wonder why you can't lose the weight you want because you can't go to the gym the next day because you're all tired to getting up. It's not that you just need more willpower to get up and go to the gym in the morning. Let's take a look at the mental and spiritual stress that you're going through. And how do we deal with that? And how do we make that alteration so that now what you truly want and desire, which is going to the gym and losing weight and feeling good and getting onto uh, this new version of you and starting this little side hustle and understanding this business component of what you want to do can come to fruition. That's what health is all about. Health is not one dimensional. We've looked at it from the physical realm for too long and it's only 25% of the equation. We're missing 75% of the way. You can nail that but you're still missing 75% of the puzzle. And so I want to go into that too of, we talked, we talked before 
um, about your company. So you guys have an inner coach or an inner energy coach and an outer energy coach. Is that right? Yeah. So we, uh, we have a mental performance therapist. Um, and then we have, um, you just call it your mental performance coach. And then we have an outer energy coach who's a functional medicine doc and an RD. Um, and they work now in tandem together to be your support team. And then there's a medical board that oversees everybody. And so it allows you now to get that full integrated feel. So you have full access to both your inner, outer, inner coach and outer coach any given time, any time throughout the day. And then you also have formalized calls to really dive deep into setting frameworks, going over your testing results, guiding you through, walking you through, um, diving deep into those barriers that exist, those traumas that may or may be there and figuring out ways to eliminate some of those barriers to adopting some of these new habits or adopting some of these behaviors that, um, that you've struggled with in the past. And so it's, it's not like you're, just getting on for a phone call and then you're on your way or you're getting a 25 page PDF and Hey, here, figure it out. No, you've got this, these, these people in your pocket bolstering you that now empower you, help you in real time as you're like, Hey, what do I do? We had somebody reach out to our coach that later this afternoon, they called, uh, in our, during our executive team meeting, we were chatting and we always talk about like these successes and, um, one of our outer energy coaches goes, yeah, we had, um, a couple clients who were traveling around and, um, they messaged me five days before their trip. They said, Hey, I'm going from LA to Japan. How can I stay, um, and eliminate jet lag? And so they created this program for them, um, about how to stay on these certain habits and eliminate it. They get there, they text them the same, uh, two days in and they're like, this is the best I've felt. I do this trip four times a year. This is the best I've ever felt doing this. Thank you so much. And, 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 Alter, like that is life changing for people. And that's the access to this that you need that's helping to initiate and create these changes that, again, goes back to this end of one. What do I need to do today? What do I need to do in my life? When am I coming up? What's, what's coming up in my life that I need to be aware of and be able to um, adjust based upon what my goals and what my true desires are? Yeah. And so I think it's super cool that you guys have registered dietitians that are also strength and conditioning coaches um, as they're not separate people. That, that's one person that has both credentials. And then what is the credentials of the the inner energy coach? Yeah. So they've all gone through, um, they, they're all cognitive behavioral therapists. Um, and then they've gone through a program called IPEC, which is uh, a specific type of coaching certification to um, get to the depths of what's actually happening. So they are therapists by trade, but they have this skill set of coaching to be able to understand what's happening. So you're not sitting in there and saying, Hey, let's talk about your traumas as a child and then just leave them there. No, <laughs> let's figure out what's triggering you. What's stopping you from being able to adopt this habit. What's holding you back from being able to lean in and take ownership of this. Oh, we figured it out. Now let's create a solution. Now let's create a strategy and a process that we can move forward in, in a powerful way. So it's, um, it's really getting to the depths of what's there, but then being able to move forward, um, in a, in a strong way. Very cool. Very different too. Uh, and it's really cool to see how you've taken all of this and put it together because like when we had that call before, I was like, that's a fucking billion dollar idea. <laughs> to put all this together in one place. And I think I really hope to see that, you know, you have success with this in the future and that this starts to change the way more people look at their health and um, can start to look at things. So are there any prerequisites or anything to working with someone like you as far as like, do you need to be an athlete? Do you have people that just want to be more healthy that you guys are working with requirements you guys have? Yeah. Zero requirements. You got to be a human being. That's, that's the one thing. So, um, what we, uh, what we do is we've got four branches to our company. Now, um, we've grown to a space where we've got, um, an athletics division where we work with, um, pro and, uh, collegiate athletes, um, both on a one-on-one individual basis, but then also as a team basis. So we've got about 25 teams, uh, in the pro sector between the five major leagues that we actually handle everything for. And we're actually consultants for their staff as well. Um, and then about 47 different NCAA programs that we work with top down. 
Um, and then we have a corporate entity where we actually go in and do workshops for their executive team. We work with their executive teams all year. Um, we work with the teams um, that are operating within that corporate structure and the employees. So that's the corporate side. And then we've got our one-on-one side, which is for your mom, your dad, your entrepreneur, your businessman, your businesswoman um, that just wants to take ownership of their health. They want to feel better. They know that um, they're lying in that fake health continuum where they've got these symptoms that they have just been considered are normal, but yet they know that they can operate at a higher level. And so um, that's that space. And then we've got a retreats business where um, once every quarter we take uh, 20 people. Um, We usually do it with couples. So uh, 10 to 12 couples will come with us uh, to some beautiful resort, some beautiful area. Uh, we actually go to Costa Rica next week with, uh, with another cohort and we take them on a very experiential and intimate, um, uh, learning experience for their health. And, uh, and through this journey, um, a lot of them then go into some type of one-on-one engagement with us and continue to kind of work. But, um, that's kind of how our business is structured and what we do. So, There is no prerequisite to working with us um, other than that you want to level up um, your health and your journey and where you're going so um, that you can, again, realize uh, your God-given potential and your God-given purpose at a much higher rate, but also for a longer period of time. Awesome, man. Well, we're just about at our uh, deadline here for what we both agreed upon and we got things to do. Got to go to the grocery store still. Um, you need to outsource that, bro. Uh, I, you know, we we tried. I told my girlfriend this like last year and we did. But then what happened was she's in charge of all that because I'm busy working and on Zoom calls and treating patients all day. And like the grocery stores were so short on everything that whoever was out shopping for us was like, they don't have this. What do you want instead? And it was like, she's like, I'm taking like two hours to do this. Like at my desk, interrupting my work is just easier for us to go on our own. And, uh, we both have some dietary restrictions and everything as well. So it's just like, so for right now, but yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I've still been pushing for like meal prep services, all that stuff. So, uh, are you a fan of Michael Hyatt? Uh, as a, as a business coach? Uh, yeah, he's got some, he, you said some things that are in parallel with him and that that's one of the things. Um, yeah, he wrote yeah a book. I mean, he yeah, wrote a- the, the, uh, Michael Hyatt's got this thing called the, um, the passion compass. Yep. Um, and yeah. kind of, so we, we actually do that with our executive team and all of our team members, um, once a quarter kind of yeah. come back to, um, how are we, how are we making sure that we're maximizing, um, each one of our teammates talents, but also being cognizant of how we're managing their energies as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a life for, for people out there that are business executives, free to focus was a book that this guy, Michael Hyatt wrote that was a game changer for me as far as like looking at what I'm doing and what's sucking me of most of my energy <laughs> and getting that off of my plate and delegating those things to other people. So, um, Justin, where can people find you and your company? Yeah, so very simple, just ownitcoaching.com. Um, and then my Instagram is at Justin Roth, Justin R-O-E-T-H. And um, happy to chat with anybody, whether they're looking at, um, they need me to come speak somewhere, they need to, they would like a workshop, they want to come into one of the retreats or just work in a one-on-one capacity and improve their health, open for anything and everything. You got to be a good speaker too. You spoke on this with such conviction about all this. So good, good job, my friend. <laughs> oh, it's been it's been two decades of processing and learning and synthesizing and getting it to be a, a, a nice signature talk, if you can. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, everyone. I hope you enjoyed, and stay tuned for the next episode.